welcome to the final episode of Concert Pipeline for 2014. That's Joe Wilson. That's Stephen Jones. And today on the program, we don't have a, a new interview um, or new concert footage that we're bringing you, uh, but um, we'll kind of reflect on some of the interviews that and that we've uh, had from this past year. It's a best of show. It, it really it's a best of show. With all, what's that? You're starting over? No, no, we're we're going. Oh good. Oh yeah. good. Wow. I thought I thought I heard you say we're we're, we're cutting that. No. It's a it's a best of show. And it is. It's the best of. We, who doesn't love a best of show? It kind of takes all the points of from all the past podcasts, so you don't need to listen to all the other ones, and you can just listen to this one, right? Just the hits. Isn't that isn't that what we go for? This is Stephen Joe's. <laughs> well, that's. I guess we're just gonna play all of our podcasts this year, back to back to back to back, back, back. to back. Yeah, it's all okay. the way through until it's over. Yeah, we're gonna have a countdown for the uh, last forty-three hours uh, of two thousand fourteen. You have to listen to all of them. I think that's the only way you could be a true fan. You got to go back and start at the beginning. Exactly, and the beginning. Uh, it's the the podcast. Really, we we started it off um, at the beginning of the year. Um, January tenth was the first episode. We we started off honestly with a bunch of recap um, episodes to build content and um, and start b- uh, booking interviews. Because if you don't have anything um, on the uh, books already, you know who really wants to be the first sort of thing, right? So, right. Was that? Wait. Was I wasn't on? I wasn't on the first episode. I don't think. I don't know. When did when did you come in with uh, the podcast? As far as can, um, recapping, fuck if I know. Uh, fuck if I know. I'm looking through the list here, and I don't see it anywhere. Flogging Molly, I think, was probably the first one I was on. That might have been. Um, we could go back and check, but we're not going to do that. <laughs> we have our shit together, folks. Everybody knows. Joe start. <laughs> Just started with the podcast around episode eight or so, and kind of ended around episode eight. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> I came back. How, how dare you? You've been here or there, you, you know. It, it was. It's, it's a nice surprise when when our fans get to hear a podcast with Joe. So I was in the I did the Tenacious D one. That was the first one I did back. Was that? Uh, I think so because Tenacious D was the one we went to see at the theater with right. uh, Colleen, Justin, and Jackie. That's probably right, and so, um, so we can start with that one again. But we kind of hit things off, and I kind of started bringing in uh, old content from the old concert pipeline TV show that happened like yes. ten years ago. And but I, I kind of added new material to them as I was starting it off as well, um, so we can get get some stuff out there. But um, yeah, Tenacious D was the first concert we covered together, um, and that was part of SF Sketchfest 2014. Um, and that's actually a good segue. Uh, to kind of be, uh, to talk about SF Sketchfest 2015, that um, no, we're looking back. We're not talking about plugging. Well, There's nothing for the future. There is no 2000 okay. parties over at a time. Okay, Prince. Yeah, exactly. There's oh. nothing. There's there's no no plugging till the end of the show. Okay, the end of the show we'll plug SF Sketchfest yes. 2015. <laughs> <laughs> and and people we may be covering. Wait. Who are we going to be plugging at the end of the show? We'll plug SF Sketchfest 2015 and also Lori Berkner. So. Oh yeah, okay, all right. We'll we'll plug those later. We'll <laughs> later. Plug those now. Look forward to that. 
<laughs> but uh, in the meantime, we'll talk about our first podcast back um, with uh, where we covered the Tenacious D show. And you got to uh, ask the, uh, the D a question. Do you remember I that? did. I don't remember what the question is or was. It's not relevant. <clears throat> no, are you going to cut the clip and put it in for the, maybe, for the fan? Maybe we will. Should we, check, should we check out the clip of Joe asking Tenacious D a question now? I think you should go find it and do all the work, and I should, the fans should enjoy. I think the listeners would enjoy hearing that clip. Okay, let's check that out. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, big, big fan of the D. I uh, wanted to know what songs did you guys like to cover back when you first started? Oh, we did uh, Heaven on Their Minds by Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> we, did, uh, we did the theme song to uh, Fat Albert. <laughs> we did, uh, what's the, Marshall, Will, and Holly? What's the one? Uh, Land of the Lost. We covered Land of the Lost. Before the Will Ferrell movie, thank you We still do uh, Once in a While Tommy. We used to have an amazing uh, cap- Thing that we used to do too. Yeah. 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 The best member of the Conan though? I was just waiting to be plucked though. It was just fucking sick. When, uh, remember when Andy jumped in front of Conan for the took a bullet? For yes, him. Andy Richter took a bullet for Conan at one point. But that also was just yeah, sort of sitting yeah. there in the ether. Yeah. People taking bullets for people. It was just yeah. like it was slow motion bullet taking. It was the timing. Yeah. Very nineties. <laughs> Did you see that that uh, that fucking movie? What was it? At close range? Was that at close range? That was that. Is that what that was called? Actually, Sean Penn. No, not at close range. What is the one with fucking John Malkovich with the plastic gun? Oh, where he's the the. Oh, the, 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 the fire! Fucking love John Malkovich. Oh, the best. Good. Good. <laughs> Late eighties, early nineties, Malkovich was the best. Malks, dangerous plié. So that was Tenacious D. Obviously, we're huge fans of uh, Tenacious D. Who isn't, right? And um, and it was great to get to see them um, in a Q and A with Paul F. Tompkins, and who's actually getting his own show, uh, and um, and uh, and then do a, uh, an acoustic performance, which was which was awesome. So, um, what, were, nice. what were your thoughts on that show? The first show that you were a part of. Uh, um, the Tenacious... The, wait, I'm sorry. Yeah. The Tenacious D performance? In, in general, yeah. You could hit Tenacious D and then tell us about your experience coming back to the podcast. Coming to the, coming <laughs> well, to the uh, podcast. <laughs> I have no idea what you're asking me. That doesn't make any sense. Wait, ask me again. How was the Tenacious D show? Tenacious D show was great. That one I really enjoyed. And how was your first ex- uh, experience doing a podcast? My first podcast? Yes. Uh, it, was, it was. I mean, it was <clears throat> much like any conversation, only one that was recorded. Uh, it was enjoyable. I, I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> what, made, what made you want to do the podcast? Oh, I just, uh, well, I had a couple reasons. Um, 
The first reason is that uh, everybody needs a hobby. It's um, it's good to you know put your energy into creative processes and um, you know do things with your with your free time that that you know uh, things that require imagination and you know obviously which I'm lacking at the moment. But um, I think that you know I think it's fun to to have an endeavor like that to have something that just is for you to have as an outlet. Um, for me, it's just talking. You know, I don't. I don't really do anything differently on this podcast than I do, uh, you know, any other day of the week. But what I like about the pod and what's fun about it for me is that it's um, it's an excuse to hang out with my buddy Steve, which uh, you know, living where I do and you living where you do, doesn't afford uh, doesn't afford us the time to do that often. And um, so it's you know that's one aspect of it I really like. And then you know again just as an outlet, just having. Having a, I'd say that like having that compulsion to do something creative, you know, it's not, I mean, I'm not, you know, a musician, um, but I, I do feel like I have, and I, I don't think I have an opinion worth hearing, but I do think that I have like that, that crit critics kind of attitude about things where I'm always judging things. I'm always like, oh, that was good or that sucked. Like I always have an opinion and um, this is an outlet for me to express it about something that I do love doing, which is going to concerts. And, uh, and I, I love going to concerts with my friends. So, and I, I've definitely gone to more concerts with you than anyone else. So it seems appropriate that we would then, you know, discuss those experiences. Um, but I'd say that, you know, at the end of the day, like the pod is just for us, you know, to hang out. It's, it's a good excuse for me to be like, Oh, you know, catch up with Steve and have a laugh or two. And, uh, and also just have kind of cohesion to the conversation so that we're not always talking about, you know, the, the grind, you know, cause if it was, if it was recording our normal conversations, it would be me bitching about work or, you know, you bitching about sitting in front of your computer or <laughs> I'm just kidding. You don't, you don't have anything to complain about. Life is good. Um, no, the computer's great. It is. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm not going to hate bro. I'm, I'm jealous some days. There are plenty of days where I'm like, man, I really wish that I could roll out of bed at 5 30 AM. <laughs> 528 528 a.m. walk 15 feet to the bathroom and take a piss and walk another nine feet and be in my office sitting at my desk and working um no but i'd say again it's it's just it's an outlet you know what i mean it's like it, it's a yeah. it's a healthy it's a healthy distraction um yeah. so it's and it's a good thing to to have those kinds of tasks you know i think the people who don't have you know uh i wouldn't say like a podcast per se but like a thing that they look forward to doing that is like an activity they can lose themselves in um, other than just watching TV because I don't think that watching TV is necessarily as engaging as something that you have to do um, or at least something you have, you know, that yeah. requires rules. I'm overcomplicating the subject, but I think the people who don't have that are missing something. It's like, it's a very enjoyable part of life. You know, it's like reading a good book or, uh, yeah. you know, listening to, uh, listening to a song you really enjoy and, and, uh, singing along or whatever it is that you do to, to kind of feel that free feeling that, that freedom that comes with doing something creative. So, um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's why I said yes. That's why I said I would do it. And even though it's not always the most consistent thing in the world, um, unfortunately, as all things with me are, um, you know, doing, doing the pod has been, you know, a negative thing for me to do with my time. You know, the only problem is that at some point someone 
is going to uh, is going to dig it up and use it as blackmail. They, they will, but that's that's Super for our later. children to do. So, <laughs> children, bosses, coworkers, any exactly. of those people. Yeah. Now ask me why I did it. <laughs> Am I interviewing you now? <laughs> Uh, Steve, why did you? Why did you? Well, like, no, actually, let me take it all the way back. Let's go. If we're we're going to go back, back, back. Let's go back to 2000 and, and t- maybe the year 2000, maybe maybe 1999, when Steve Jones got it in his head that he was going to go to Channel 28. It, it might have even been 45. It was 45. It was a, yep. It, it was 45. Yep. All the way back to Channel 45, Napa Public Access. And decided to record a TV show and air it. I mean, what was the, what possessed you to do that? So uh, it started well, m- starting with my first TV show. Um, that started. I had already. I'd been interning at the TV station before that, doing cameras. What, why were you? But why were you interning? Um, because it was something that uh, that I was interested in. Who doesn't want to make something and make? And TV's great. Who doesn't love that, right? And so um, uh, I had. How did you hear about? How did you hear about the intern uh, opportunity? Do you actually, know? Do you on Channel Forty Five, um, we saw like they played this. Uh, like, wait a second! Wait a second! Wait a second! Wait! 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 <laughs> so let me get this clear. Let me get this clear. You were you were actually watching Channel Forty Five? At, at some point, uh, I passed through the channel. Uh, probably sitting at home with my mom and sister watching tv and uh and they had this powerpoint that when there there aren't any shows on or anything that goes through and uh and they had a slide for you know that they were accepting interns or what have you and um and so i was i started when i was like 14 and uh interning and in, in filming shows for um for uh, like the mayor of napa and other shows what yeah. kind of shows did the mayor of napa have well in 1998 so uh, there's mayor of your town or something. I, I don't remember the exact name of it, but um, mayor of your town. So would he do like Q and A's and shit? He, I mean, they'd have guests on. Yeah, I mean, people who are influential in Napa, and I mean, whether it's other. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, whether it's other um, public Napa figures or heads of companies or you know whatever topic they're they're talking about, right? So they had their their sh- their shows and um and what. Uh, to get back to your question, uh, your original question, besides the the internship, I, I did that for a couple of years probably, and um, so I was I think I was fifteen and a half when I decided to do my own show. My, uh, did you did you did you ride your bike? You rode your bike. I did oh yeah yeah, yeah oh, I rode. Yeah, my bike. I remember I remember seeing you on your bike. I mean before we ever before I'd ever spoken to you before I ever met you, because I remember and I, again not to distract from that question but I like I, I remember seeing you on your bicycle at some point oh I'm sure riding, I, I riding somewhere yeah you were all <laughs> over the place you're probably on a skateboard and I was on a bike <laughs> bike wearing like clear you know uh, raincoat like that look like trash bags biking through El Nino uh, to, to school <laughs> that was me yeah um, felt like such a fool doing that but uh, well I mean what are you gonna, come on you were a kid what are you gonna do I know, I know. it's not like it's, you know, it's not like you can, you know, change something that happened. You know, something like that. I mean, come on. Yeah, it you, was, felt, you felt like a you felt like a fool back then. But what are you gonna do? You know, childlike yeah. embarrassment happens. Um, yeah, exactly. So that's and so that that first um, to to get back. So there was one show in particular uh, that um, that drove me to wanting to do my own show. So I'll I'll credit him. 
for for doing this and it was uh i don't know if you've ever heard of him but his name's harry martin and he had a show all the other shows were were manageable and they were doable and they were a half an hour long but harry martin had to have this hour long show tv show and he was so soft-spoken and boring and uh and not like I almost fall asleep doing cameras for his show and I'm like that's it I gotta get my own show sort of thing <laughs> and then so so I wrote a script for the very first oh, Blair, oh wait 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 no, Blair Blitch Project that, that wasn't the first script that I wrote oh, and that man. never I got remember, completed remember. that never got completed so that was thank, just some thank sh- god I don't think the world could have handled my, Stephen Jones's parody of the Blair Witch Project. My, my dad suggested the name for that, by the way, so you can take it. Shot, with him. shot at your mom's house, <laughs> if I recall correctly. It was uh-huh. in, I want to yeah. say, your bedroom. Part at the of time. it was. Yep, yep. Uh huh. Yeah. But there was like no, there was no continuity. Like I remember, there was a lot of like kind of like screaming and like weird shit going on. Probably. We we won't look back on that. Yeah, well, you didn't you didn't set it up and take sh- like camera. There weren't takes or anything of like, okay, this is what's gonna happen in this scene. It was just kind of like this. I remember it was like a three or four minute nonstop camera shot where you're zooming in on things, and I think you were narrating. I don't know about that. I don't... All right, you need to dig this footage up. <laughs> we don't need. It's on SVHS. Go for it. You can pay to convert it. <laughs> All right, fair uh, Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So the first episode I ever did uh, was a parody of Jeopardy. And um, and I had Bill Clinton, uh, Monica Lewinsky, and Ali McSqueal on on the show. I want to say I've seen this. I'm sure you have. I think you you busted it out at some point. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure sure you have a copy of it. (laughs) um, You think so? I don't know. Probably at your mom's house. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so that was the first, it was 12 minutes and 50 seconds long. Um, and, uh, and speaking of riding my bike, I, I got by boxes from around town and dragged them to the TV station and painted them jeopardy blue, uh, and to make, make the podiums sprayed my hair gray. So I, I was Alex. Trebek. I do remember that. I remember you reading the cards. You were Alex Trebek. Uh, uh-huh. and, uh, and so. Um, so that was, that was so you you were you you used Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky, and Ally McSqueal. Yes. Who played those characters? So uh, let's see. Um, Matt Appleby played Bill Clinton. Le- okay. Uh, Lisa Holderman played Ally McSqueal, uh, and Holly Fowler, I think her name was, uh, played Monica Lewinsky. How did you convince these people to participate? Oh, well, they were they were friends of mine at the time, so, um, so oh, okay. So they so they were they were willing to go down my the crazy Steve path, and and we did a bunch. <laughs> we, we did exactly. some other we did some other skits on the show and stuff, and and a lot of sitting on couches and talking and and that sort of thing. And um, I seem to recall I seem to recall me being a friend of yours at one point and going down the the crazy Steve path. Oh, not that early. You you. You no, st- no, no, not that. No, not that early. I'm saying like oh. you netted me three oh. years later. Oh yeah, yeah, a few years later after they, they <laughs> after they were done with the crazy Steve Fath and <laughs> they, they were like away. Uh, okay, they were like okay. No, and I needed to. They were like this guy's scripts. The world is not ready for Stephen Jones' <laughs> scripts, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's too forward thinking. Yeah, um, and so so that's pretty much how it started. And then come 
2003, I believe, is when you came in. Um, you and right. Well, you transitioned into stage yeah. left. Yeah. Or yeah. stage. Well, yeah. it used to be. Yeah. Okay. It was stage right. The stage left was uh, Stephanie's, and we we talked about music a lot, and that was a live show um, that happened midday, like 2:30 in the afternoon, sort of thing. Um, and um, did anyone ever call? We got some calls. Yeah, I think so. Um, not probably not like we did when we had the show, especially with the Jordans and everything. Right. Um, we had we had followers. We did. We did. And so, um, and so, yeah, we had a lot of fun on that old show, right? We had a great time. I remember. <clears throat> so, you did um, you did stage left with with Stephanie Holderman. And we went to a concert together, you, you Stephanie, and I. When mm-hmm. you, so you and I started working together at In and Out, and we yeah. became friends just from working together. And you know, past the whole me asking you who your favorite band was, and you telling me Smash Mouth and all that. At some point, you were, and it was like pretty early in the time that I had started working there. Like we hadn't worked together for very long. Yeah, I think we, I think we worked together for probably about like. I want to say like four or five months. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that long at all. Well, wait, hold on. I got I got hired in February, and I think we did our first episode for cable access in like October, so, September, October. So you the first ever episode. I think I guess it was New Year's a uh, New Year's Eve type episode um, because you took over for you you and Chris took over for Stephanie for like mm-hmm. one of the last episodes of Stage Left, kind of when mm-hmm. that that was ending out. Um, mm-hmm. and, and did your antics on, on that show. And then we kind of <laughs> and, antics. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we'd move. That was so, out. No, no. You know what though? That was after, you know what? The first thing I did was crazy caller. Wasn't it? Um, I mean, that was, that was the one thing we did together. And actually speaking, but that was the, speaking of crazy caller, a, someone from crazy caller is calling us right now. Uh, Colleen, you're, you're live on the podcast. Uh, we're, we're talking about crazy caller. Um, how, do you remember doing Crazy Caller? I do remember doing that. <laughs> do you remember what your line That's was? Awesome. What's that? Do you remember your line? I don't remember my line. No, Steve. No, are we gonna play that again, though? <laughs> I don't. Oh my gosh, I'd have to go back and find. I feel that. like she need to watch it's that. On, it's on. Uh, it's on. It's on Facebook. Embarrassingly enough. Yeah, it's on. It's on Facebook. Um. You're you're like you're like caller number two or something, right? So you were uh, you were like uh, Chris what? McDermott was ca- Chris yeah. McDermott was caller number one, and he goes, "Oh man!" Uh huh. And then Colleen, oh. Co- Colleen's caller number two, and she goes, "Oh please, please, I was going to take my boyfriend to the show." Please. Yeah, come on, come on! I remember uh-huh. saying that at some point. Uh huh. And then uh, and then they got to they got to me. Yeah, and then and then we got to Crazy Joe. <laughs> Crazy, which, which we, we, we the so we we were doing it in we were filming this uh, this short in the studio and it was for the three minute film festival and uh, that I uh, that I was making it for and we did so we did split screen where we have Stephanie and Benji now married um, but then not married uh, as the DJs and uh, and you guys are the callers trying to win concert tickets and uh, and so Joe was the the right caller and we uh, we were messing with how much time we had and I was like improvise it just draw it out a little right we need to fill a minute 20 or something like that right on this last shot and 
<laughs> and uh, and so, it, not in the script. Why don't you tell what you did, Joe? I uh, I went crazy. <laughs> I went absolutely crazy. Uh, as crazy as the crazy caller you would expect from a crazy caller. Uh, and there was yeah, there was there was much rejoicing. I celebrated wildly mm-hmm. and uh, they dragged it on as long cl- as I possibly could. Shedding articles of clothing. That's right. The shirt. The shirt and the sweatshirt were shed. It's all coming back uh, to me, just like it was yesterday. <laughs> I, yeah, Actually, Colleen I watched could, it yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> I could not. I could not have been skinnier. Um, I was. Set, I was in such good shape back then. <laughs> if you like bones. Yeah, I was. Just, I was basically skin and bones. Uh-huh. I looked like a wet cat. Well, hey, let me let you guys uh, go and finish your podcast. Thanks for letting me be a special guest. Hey, we appreciate thank it. Thank you for joining us, Colleen. We appreciate What's your special that? guest. We said thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, well, we'll see you on New Year's Eve. Maybe. Right. Bye-bye. Yeah, we're going to rage it on New Year's. Woo! And she's gone. <laughs> and there she goes. As quick as she, go- as she came. <laughs> <laughs> so we did, uh, yeah, so we did crazy... Was Crazy Call? I don't remember if Crazy Caller was before or after we'd started doing Stage Right. Um, but we only, I think I was only on about 10 episodes and then I moved to San Diego. So yeah, Crazy Caller might have been one of the first things that you, that video things that you did with me. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I guess it got you hooked, you know? <laughs> no, I don't think it was that. I think that I wanted to go to concerts really bad. And I think that uh, you were willing to take me to concerts that I wanted to go to. You were like, oh, yeah, let's do um, – there were a couple concerts we went to that were pretty Memorable. pretty lame. Oh. But like some of them we went to were kind of fun. Like I remember the Vox, the Vox show was really cool and fun and, um, you know, definitely yeah. something that like I never would have gone and checked out if you hadn't been like, oh, let's check this out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was fun. It was a cool thing to do. It was a it was a hobby. And that's the cool thing, you know, about this uh, this kind of medium too, and and doing uh, a show this frequently is, you know, you don't always get the bands that you um, know and um, and like. That sometimes you do, and that's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes you can get the opener or another band entirely. You just kind of take a listen to them, and you're like, hey, that sounds kind of neat. Why don't we check it out? And and we should make a New Year's resolution for the podcast right now, Joe, to do more of that of that sort of thing of. Uh- I don't believe in New Year's resolutions, but I'm definitely dedicated to doing something uh, different with the pod um, for the coming year. Not because I didn't like this format. This yeah. format was great. But I agree. I think we should take shit more on the fly. And I want to do uh, more local bands. I really want to talk. I want to talk to bands that like are in the Bay Area and Sacramento that have been playing, you know, gigs for no cover charge for at this spot for years and stuff like that. Like I think that'd be really interesting. Yeah, let's make it happen. Okay, go ahead and do all that work because yeah, you're the producer. <laughs> That's the way this relationship has always been, Stephen. You do all of the work, and I join you for the ride. There was one time that you said you were going to man the Twitter and get us lots of followers, and how's that? How's that working out? No, I don't think I ever. I, don't think, I think I wanted you to just stop talking about Twitter. Play the clip. I don't think I ever no. had, play it. Play exactly. <laughs> Dig it out. No, I. Uh, at the end of the day, again, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I do this part. I think I do this podcast. To hang out with my buddy Steve. I don't do it to have people watch or listen or follow or tweet or you know any of that stuff. It's just a, 
it's like a good excuse for me to uh, not to just spend time with you, but like to you know do things that I like to do. Get get out and go see a show, you know. Um, so yeah, for, screw your Twitter followers. That's all you. I thought you were gonna hand out flyers. <laughs> we did that once at like one of our big big interviews, and I think we got one new follower from that, right? So it was. I refused. When you say we, you mean you yeah. because I watched. Because you wouldn't. And I don't feel bad about it. I would do it again. I would stand back, fold my arms, and not hand out flyers. You'd watch me do it uh, anytime, right? <laughs> well, you're shame. You're shameless, bro. You got I, balls. I, I handed out like 150 I, flyers. So. Yeah, I know. You were handing them to every person who was coming out the door, and mm-hmm. I saw a lot of them get put on the ground. I was watching every person <laughs> you handed it to. That, you, a lot of them got dropped. That that should be your spot to to go back and pick them up and say, "Excuse me, I think you dropped this." Well, no, I, no, no. Why would I pick up? Yeah, exactly. Pick it up and hand it to them. No, I would. Why would I pick up all that perfectly good bum toilet paper in the tenderloin? They they need that kind of thing. Well, maybe maybe they'll subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but they're exactly they'll do it. Well, they have their smart. They have their smartphones. They make just enough money to be able to get their AT and T phones and their iPhones. You know, because you got to be able to be mobile. Man. You, you, you made a wrong choice right. at some point, but it's not not having an iPhone. Everyone has an iPhone, right? What would the exactly? What would the what would a homeless person's iPhone updates be like? <laughs> well, uh, that are there homeless per, per person apps? There should be. I think you should create one. Make it happen. There is an app. There's an app sort of like homeless people. It's an app that shows. It's um, it's a map of San Francisco in the Bay Area, and you can mark where you find human excrement on the map. Mm-hmm. So it's like a. It's like a. It's it's a it's a poop map. Oh, so instead um, of dropping you know, pins, as, you're dropping you can, poops, huh? That's right. And you can, <laughs> as you can guess, there are the biggest soiled part of the map is the tenderloin. I, I can guess that. It's just, it's so gross. Um, but that's a homeless person app. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. So should we continue on to talk about some of the other shows that we've had this year that that are memorable? Yeah. What other so, shows were? Me- what was the, your most? What was your favorite episode this year, Steve? My favorite episode. Um, one of the more recent ones that that we did together. I think there were a couple of really good recent ones that that uh, that I liked, and um, I think the Junior Prom and Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness were oh, yeah. was was a really really solid um, episode where it had a great balance of um, interviews and um, and live music, and our, our, our banter was uh, a good balance in there as well. I thought it was that was a good one. That was my favorite episode too. Look at that. We didn't even prepare that episode thirty nine no, for those that, that are looking all. back on it. So um, totally improved. Yeah, and your your least favorite early on, um, we had some struggles with a particular venue in Santa Cruz. Uh, we're never going back there. <laughs> uh huh. And a certain uh, ska band uh, named the Toast. The Toast. Fuck them, man. Fuck yeah. them in their stupid ass. Bucket. Bucket. Yeah, guy's a turd. So, do you want to relive that? Because we, I mean, we, uh, we sheltered ourselves a little bit around the time. But I'll, I'll let you open up a little bit if it's uh, still kind of under your skin. No, it wasn't. I mean, it is what it is. Look, the guy, I had an opportunity to talk to some people who were fans, and he said he would, and then he didn't. So, I mean, it, it's there's not anything else to say about it. Like, he, you know, I thought it was a dick move on his part, but um, it is what it is. Maybe, you know, he wasn't feeling it. Maybe the guy had gnarly diarrhea. Uh, maybe he was hung over his shit, you know. Um, but it looked like he was—he would rather just have worked, worked the uh, the merch booth than come and talk to us. So, um, I mean, whatever. It's that's kind of how I feel about it. Is 
it was disappointing, but you know, not not the end of the world. And you know, he looked like a turd anyway. So yeah, you know, did we did we miss out? Did our fans miss out? No, uh, you know, we picked we picked up a great interview with Monkey. We did, um, as opposed to you know talking to that uninteresting douche, and uh, everything everything worked out. You know, it's it is what it is, man. We were riding the karma train. You know, it got off at an earlier stop. It did so, so we won't give them any more time on the on the podcast. Um, we were disappointed. We traveled a long way for a fifteen minute interview, and they couldn't make the fifteen minutes to um, to supply there. And same thing, kind of when we went back to that same venue, uh, not so far after that, right? And uh, yep, um, to interview Kyle Gas from Tenacious D and the Kyle Gas Band and Trainwreck, and. Um, and maybe it's the, maybe it's that he didn't want to do the music news. He didn't, wasn't like in the field of the podcast or he just kind of had better things to do. Or, I mean, who knows what's go, what was going through his head, but we got half of an interview with him. Um, right. And, uh, considered scrapping it. But, um, at the end of the day, he's Kyle Gass and he's pretty awesome. And we're, we're lucky to have gotten that nine minutes. But, um, but when you say you're going to do an interview, it's just like, just do it. He had nothing better to do. He was in his sweats. I mean, and uh, um, and so, I mean, which is normal Kyle Gass attire, I imagine. But yeah, I was gonna say he wore the sweats when he was on stage yeah. performing too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, so it you know that is what it is, right? Yeah, it was disappointing. It but was. what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? There's nothing you can do. What are, you, what are you gonna do? It's There's part of the about it. part of rolling with the punches and. Um, and you get what you get, and sometimes you expect to get something, and you don't get it, and sometimes you fall into something that you weren't expecting. That's a, a gem as well, and um, that's the interesting part of this medium. So, right, is that you never you never know what you're going to get. You know, that's and that's part of I think what we just talked about wanting is just kind of you know going out and getting those interviews and having those interactions with um, uh, bands that are looking for that kind of exposure. You know, the guy from Monkey was so nice and he was so interested in talking to us and willing to make time. You know, he walked, he saw us for the sound check and walked over and started bullshitting with us and was, and it was just a good conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's just a cool dude and it was way better than, you know, um, anything else we had, you know, in terms of interviews on that, on that pod. So, um, yeah, it was, you know, we got to meet Casey party time. That was pretty great. We did. <laughs> and he's a, a follower of us on Facebook. So that's right. Casey party time. Exactly. I think that was my favorite moment of the year. Standing out in front of, <laughs> uh, the, uh, help me out. Atrium. The atrium was where we saw him. Yeah. The atrium at, uh, what was the name of that venue? Oh. Fuck. I can't remember. Yeah. But, um, Standing out front doing an interview with Kyle Gass and having it be like we were, we could feel that it wasn't going amazingly. Like Kyle, I remember the, Kyle being kind of like sarcastic. The catalyst, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was like, okay, like I don't get it. You know, I, I couldn't tell if he was being uh, serious about it. It sounded like he was being serious about it. Um, but the uh, Casey party came our way, and uh, he approached as we were talking to Kyle Gass and got came up. Took a selfie. You know, had you take a picture of him. Yeah. Handed you his camera. Had you take a picture of him with Kyle Gass. While I was interviewing. Appeared, during the interview. While you're in the middle of the interview. And which appeared. Uh, on his on Facebook. Casey, yeah. Casey, right. Casey Party Times 
uh, Facebook page. Um, and we didn't along, get our picture with, with Kyle. <laughs> we he, did not get our picture with Kyle. Because he, he ditched it, and uh, uh, we assumed we'd be able to finish it later, but he wasn't about it, and we weren't about waiting until the after the show when we might have a chance to finish our interview. So, um, so that's just kind of how it worked out. Um, yeah, it's okay. but either way, like we going, sound, we sound, yeah, we sound bitter right now. Let's yeah, going back to things. going back to why we do this, right? I mean, because it was a yeah, good that's opportunity. A, for that's us a dark to... place for us. That wasn't <laughs> fun. I didn't like that. Sometimes you got to go to uh, dark places, and right. Oh, on the right back, uh, we did the one below show in the car right back. Ah, yeah, we we, yeah, we had a couple of car pods this year. I don't know how the the listeners feel about those. I don't. I don't. I've only listened to part of one, and I didn't particularly notice the the kind of the white noise of being in the car didn't really bother me but i don't know some people hate that kind of shit yeah some pod some other podcasts do it too so it's it happens sometimes sometimes you it's a good time to have a conversation and get um you know get it out while it's fresh right yeah i think that it's more important to have it be top like topical and have it be interesting um as opposed to you know done at a later date and not maybe not meeting the standard yeah so um we did the annie defranco show together that was fun yep it was a great show um i did not participate in the trebuchet or buttercream gang interviews i wish i had but i, I wasn't around buttercream gang was your, your they're your guys and uh i know and well they're good, they're good guys man yeah. they just actually speaking of which uh they just released their side project glial cell uh or glial cell i'm not sure which is the correct pronunciation um they uh they just released their christmas album oh nice and it's and it's hilarious yeah it's uh go check it out it's on um uh glialcell.com glial cell glial cell glial i don't know are you gonna spell that because you're pronouncing it g-l-i-a-l-c-e-l-l all one word um but it's pretty funny i mean i've been singing all i want for christmas is a big hot dog all day uh it's been pretty great um, so yeah, you should, every, anybody listening should go check that out. It's pretty you, entertaining. But um, you have the album? It's free. It's on oh. the internet. Is it? Uh, is it something we should be playing on this podcast? I think we should definitely play a track from that album. I think it'd be hilarious. It was so good. Okay, let's do it. What's all right, there what's we go. The, That's, what's the right, track you want? Right. You, you want to hear? All I want for Christmas is a hot dog. A big hot dog. A big hot dog. Yeah, you got to pay attention here, Steve. It's a big hot dog. Um, we can do that one, or we could do. They did a rap one. Um, uh, let me think for a second. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Uh, um, let me hold on. Let me see. Uh, see if I can remember it here. Uh, North Pole Players, which was pretty actually hilarious. I I really enjoy. It. I mean, they do one of these every year. Uh, for mm-hmm. Christmas, and they do some for Halloween, and it's uh, this group of guys I grew up with. I haven't hung out with them all in years and years and years, but um, uh, these guys I grew up with, and they've, well, okay, so the Buttercream Gang are a couple of those guys, and they've all been playing music together forever. And then if you go, you know, um, go and kind of expand that horizon to the to the other friends in the group. Uh, they've been doing this this glial cell thing for years and years and years, um, and it's uh, yeah, it's it's hilarious. I love it. So what song I'm do you want to? Which one? Choose one. All I want for Christmas is a big hot dog. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> 
Christmas is a big hot dog, a big hot dog, won't you sing my song with me? All I want for Christmas is a big hot dog, so I can eat it all year long. We could eat a hot dog while standing in the rain, or even on the train, ain't it all the same to you? We could eat a hot dog while standing in the rain, or even at the big ball game. Ketchup and mustard, a such a pal, they're just Okay, so that was Gleal Cell, and you can check out their uh, Christmas album at GlealCell.com. That's G-L-I-A-L-C-E-L-L.com, and they have a... Right, there was some dispute over whether or not I was spelling it correctly. There was, but um, we made sure I mean, that... I couldn't, I couldn't sell Bicycle <laughs> five minutes ago, so I don't know what I'm talking you, about. You couldn't, you couldn't. Uh, but, you, uh, but they have a, a whole Christmas album. It's like nine songs it looks like um and you uh, and it's for free download um, at glilocell.com so if you like what you just heard go support the band without paying for the album and uh download it for free glilocell.com um you move- still managed to you still managed to come up with a plug <laughs> we save all plugs for the end we don't do plugs in the for middle the end, bro <laughs> uh-huh and uh, so moving on, after those episodes that you were not a part of, you were a part of Taking Back Sunday. And boy, were you happy to be a part of Taking Back Sunday. I sure was. I mean, why wouldn't I be? It was great. It was a fun interview. Um, it, was a gr- it was a great show. Yeah, that was, <clears throat> that was awesome. That was, I wouldn't say it was our – I would say it was up there. It was definitely one of our better shows. 
We did it from the car out front, outside of the Warfield. We did. And there were many, many crazy homeless. <laughs> there, there were crazy and, homeless. And so that uh, that episode kind of brought us back a little bit because it was Taking Back Sunday playing with the used, and that was our very first concert that we ever went to together at Slim's uh, uh-huh. many eons ago, right? So um, eons, eons. So. Um, so it was cool that they were touring together again, and that we got to be a part of it in uh, an interview taking back Sunday uh, before the show. So and yeah, it was and, awesome. And talk about MMA with them, right? Yes, we talked about Matt Weidman. Well, we didn't talk up. about Matt, Matt Weidman. You, let's be honest, you talked about Matt Weidman, but <laughs> I don't know what a Matt sure. Weidman is, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, middleweight champion of the world, uh, has two victories consecutively over the greatest fighter of all time uh, to take the belt. Uh, Sarah Longo, jiu-jitsu, boxing, uh, is where he trains out of, and that's where our friend from Taking Back Sunday also trains out of, so. Yeah, it was good. It was a cool interview. It was really cool. It's, it's surprising to hear that information. I was I remember being really thrilled at the time. And I remember um, when once they came around to that that the, it, my part of the interview was over. <laughs> I had no no ground to move. Once you get into that niche, you're not getting out of it. So. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I was awful. Um, that was great. And then let's see, skipping down to the next show, we did the Kyle Gas show which wasn't all we'd hoped it would be it was actually pretty good though i remember that show was fun yes yeah it was it was fun hanging out at the show and you talk to the merch guy and you know it's always an, an adventure and part that's part of the the deal right um mm-hmm. that was one we did together um right before that we did augustina well i i did um and um and that that was a good interview uh, i th- i thought it was a really solid interview with uh, dan Leis, the lead singer um, who um, has uh, been a part of his music has been a part of my life and we talked about that um, and how I you know proposed on on stage at his show um, years before and, and that sort of thing so um, yeah we had we had a good uh, flashback he I mean his he didn't let me his band didn't let me propose on stage during their set but the opener did and um, <laughs> and so uh, and it mm-hmm. happened, so um and <laughs> no response i don't know i'm flatlining you i'm flatlining you you are you're not giving me anything to work with but maybe you'll know well you went you went to a show with, i mean that was a show i didn't go to i know i know yeah it happens all right so we're gonna yeah it does happen a lot more often than it should but um that's my fault uh kyle gas was one that we did together and then skipping forward uh yeah i mean you had a lot of stuff i'm sk- i'm trying to skip the rehash episodes that's yeah, the Sammy Hagar one wasn't a, re- a rehash though. That was that was new, um, new content. That's right. It was a book signing, yeah. It, no, it was uh, the Acoustic for a Cure concert um, with. Oh, that's right. That's right. With Sammy Hagar, James Hetfield from Metallica, Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day, Pat Monahan from Train, Joe Satriani, uh, of, of awesome guitars fame, and Nancy Wilson <laughs> from Heart, um, and uh, and it was it was a really cool acoustic show um, where they're all in this tiny room the Fillmore which is my favorite venue in the world and uh, and these acts that can play you know uh, arenas by themselves uh, all just stripped down acoustic for uh, raising money for charity and um, and playing awesome. 
playing, you know, some of their hits and duetting together, and um, and it just kind of all flowed into one. There was no time in between. Um, it's just like, hey, let's um, you know duet on a song, and let's all, and they I think they all came out at the end together, and and uh, um, it was really fun. And so they're going to do that again next year. Um, who, I mean, don't know who's going to do it, but it's kind of Sammy Hagar's thing, so I'm sure he'll be um, doing it and pulling up some other big names um, next year to to help raise money. It um, sounds like it would have been, I mean, you've talked about it before, it sounds like it was a fucking epic show. How can you do, I mean, those, it's one of those shows that you're like, this is uh, just incredible to be a part of um, in, in this room where this uh, in, incredible talent is doing things that you'll never get to see. To see uh, James Hetfield cover a Beatles song, acoustic on guitar, you're never in your life going to see something like that. Right. Um, right. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, you just feel part of something that's much bigger than you, you know, when you're kind of in that situation and, and just watching it from 10 feet away, you know, I mean, it's, it's such a small room. So I was, you know, right near the front and, um, and got some good video, which you can, I think you can check out on YouTube and stuff, but, um, um, but it was, it was just so incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Metalachi was a fun show. Yeah, talked about Chi-Chi's. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun. My favorite moment of that show was um, those guys were so cool. That, that interview was a lot of fun. Um, I loved the, the part of the show where they did – I mean they were doing you know metal metal covers as a mariachi band. Yep. Uh, five-piece mariachi band and uh but at one point they busted into uh, uh volver volver uh which is uh uh vincente fernandez which is pretty like pretty much like the biggest he's the elvis michael jackson uh combination in in mexican um mariachi culture and so it's like they played like the most popular mexican song ever in the middle of the show and it was the crowd went nuts and it was so fucking cool it was such a such a cool moment um we saw them down in san jose i don't even remember what venue the blank club the blank club there yeah, you go this little offbeat venue where you're, you're like do i even want to go in there sort of thing <laughs> yeah, like, will i walk sh- out in one piece um, right are we gonna get fucking stabbed in here uh-huh yeah but um <laughs> The audience was, no, was cool, <laughs> The audience was great. It was a great show. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. Um, we should we should listen to probably one of their covers. I think we should, now would be a good time to kind of work in uh, another song and and listen to all some right, all right. Malachi. That, no, no, that was, okay. That no, no, no. You're in. You're in. You're in. That's it. That's a good call. I don't remember what covers I recorded uh, offhand. So <laughs> so it'll be a surprise which one you, uh, we listen to right now. But um, <laughs> but let's check out a song from Metalachi.
was Metalachi and we are back and talking about the um, all the great things that we've got to do this year of 2014 uh, with Concert Pipeline, uh, making our way uh, through some of our favorite interviews uh, and stuff that we did together and uh, also kind of hitting on some of the stuff that I um, did solo as well. Um, man, there was, that, there was that time, actually two times, that we were supposed to interview uh, Devo. Uh, that's, this isn't on our list or anything, but I ju- it just came to me. And do you remember that? Gosh, I really I don't remember the details, but I do remember I do remember something about uh, a kayaking accident. <laughs> <laughs> so the first the first time the lead singer of Devo has a wine label, and um, and we'd set up for you to um, to interview him. You're just gonna you know solo it and do a um, you know take your iPhone and record with your iPhone sort of thing because. I mean, you didn't have my recording gear, but um, but you don't. You're, you're not going to turn it down, right? Um, but then that didn't happen. Right. I, I love Devo. Yeah, and so um, so then we set up to to interview them when they open were opening for Arcade Fire, and um, and the publicist gave me his email address and phone number and everything, and he actually emailed me first, um, and we were emailing back and forth, and he was getting. Uh, pretty diva-ish um, and um, and as I was trying to set up details and kind of make it happen he was re- he was quick to respond to my emails but he was um, thinking like I was in it for the tickets to Arcade Fire or whatever to the concert um, he's getting a little butt hurt um, because this the name of this podcast Joe is Concert Pipeline and so uh, you would think uh, it kind of makes sense to interview at concerts, but it, it doesn't have to be. We could interview uh, them, so, you know, somewhere else. I'd interview uh, Devo, Devo in a subway, whatever, right? Um, right. It, it's not about that, but that's the format that we usually take: is we interview the artists at their concert, you know, play a couple songs from the the concert, that sort of thing, and uh, um, and so. Um, so he, we're working it out. He's like, okay, um, you know, I, I don't know if I can get you tickets, but I'll try sort of thing. But he, um, but he kind of said it in a snotty way in an email and then, right. um, and then, so it was going to happen, but then, uh, Devo had to back out of the concert last minute because the, uh, one of the other members of the band, I guess was in a kayaking, ac- um, accident. So they had to, they had to cancel and then, um, 
um, I still offered for him to do a phone interview, um, you know, on the podcast, and he didn't reply to that email. So that didn't happen. It's getting dark again, isn't it? It's getting real dark. We, I mean, was this podcast really that negative? Did this year that bad? Now, in retrospect, I'm thinking, gosh, this was a everything goes. Did nothing ever goes our way? It's, 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 it's a lot of work to cursed. get the. It's a lot of work to get the gems that we do, Joe. And speaking of gems, I mean, really, gems, gems of all gems. We should uh, we should talk about uh, the the show you did. Um, I'm scanning through. Covered Bottle Rock and uh, interviewed a lot of bands at Bottle Rock, which is which is awesome. I mean, it's awesome to be a part of that. And I, I went with my wife, and you uh, went with the, your the, favorite the, band of all time, <laughs> right? Uh, I'd never. That's what I was looking for. I'm surprisingly, had had never interviewed Smash Mouth, though I'd met Steve Harwell a couple of times, just didn't you know in passing sort of thing, but never interviewed. Um, actually, we did. Uh, Stephanie and I did interview Greg Camp of Smash Mouth, but not uh, Steve Harwell and the rest of the Nobody band. knows who that is. He's a songwriter. He's the one who's kind of responsible for our, most of their hits, uh, for writing oh. most of their hits. So, um, okay. Yeah. Well, they, they he, what, hits, what hits are those, Steve? Well, he actually hit on Stephanie uh, a little bit. But Whoa, shit. She was like 15. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, He's like, I don't see a ring on this finger, you know, like sort of thing. Are you serious? Yeah. He's um, filling his oats. And, and Steve Harwell from Smash Mouth, he was like a dirtball, like, too, when we like when we interviewed him. Uh, but we knew kind of going in that it w- would be because uh, my, my wife's friend, Jen, did his hair and, like, just told us, like, how much, how much of a perv he was and, you know, in the uh, when she did his hair and everything, so... Um, he was making a bunch of really. He was making a bunch of like of, overt comments. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like asking about situations really? that happened in the hair salon, if anything ever, ha- you know, sort of thing. And uh, <laughs> was he insinuating something was going to happen in the hair salon? I, I don't know. He he was talking to reader. He has a wife and kids and everything. So I don't know if it's just his demeanor or what have it's you. A sense but, of humor. Yeah, but she's like, not, I'm inappropriate. That's just me. <laughs> she was not having it, but. Uh, uh, but well, she, I don't know. She, somebody once, somebody once told him the world was going to roll him, Steve. I don't know. <laughs> because he isn't the sharpest tool in the shed. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So got to interview Smash Mouth. That was uh, that was fun. He, I, I told him they're like one of my first favorite bands. You know, growing up, and he apologized for that. So, uh, as he should. Yeah. Uh huh. Which is funny. Mm. Um. But uh, so interviewed Smash Mouth, Matt and Kim. They were freaking awesome. If you haven't heard Matt and Kim, they're so great and such an, an energetic live band. Uh, have you ever heard Matt and Kim? I've heard the stuff. I didn't. I only heard the stuff you had on the podcast. I haven't heard any okay. of the other stuff. Okay, uh, check them out. Right, because they're they're. No, I, d- I dug the podcast you did with uh, Meg. That was super fun. Yeah, it was good times. And uh, um, Spin Doctors. That was a that was a fun one. He. Uh, tea Leaf Green. Yeah, Tea Leaf Green was a they're, they're local band, um, but they, I don't know that they were fully into the interview, um, but it was okay. It was all right. But uh, um, Spin Doctors was uh, it was it was a good time. The Spin Doctors did um, brought out they were friends with and actually used to the lead singer used to be in a band with John Popper uh, of Blues Travelers fame and um, 
And so, and Blues Traveler had played the day before, so I, you know, brought up in the interview, you know, hey, is Blues Traveler going to come out and, you know, do something with you guys? And he, um, he said, no, the schedules didn't work out. But then, of course, you know, uh, uh, John Popper did come out and uh, and play a bunch of stuff with him, and I met him backstage and got this awesome picture with him. So, um, yeah, it's righteous, man. It was pretty great. He signed the concert pipeline banner. Sounds so. pretty. Sounds pretty great. Oh, of course, yeah. The monstrosity. I don't know if I don't know if I bitched about it on air before, but I'm going to go ahead and do it now do because it. everybody listening should know that Steve carries this banner around. It's like it's 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 a it's a pretty sizable banner. It's, eight it's foot about by four, four. Four feet. Eight foot there by four. Go. It's yep. eight by four. There you go. I mean, I was <laughs> I was going to say it's about four feet tall uh-huh. if it's rolled up against your leg. And Steve, we insist on bringing this thing into concerts and having somebody <laughs> sign it. And it's impressive. Don't get me wrong. It's impressive. It's a piece. There it's are, not just impressive, Joe. It's a piece it's, of music history. Come on. It's a piece of Stephen Jones's and not music even, history. It's, yes, it's a big piece of me and my music you know, history and my history with the show, of course, um, bringing it all kind of together. But like the names that have signed that are – you know, I mean, there to have all that in one place is—I I feel it's incredible. You know, uh, don't get me wrong; it's it's certainly a monument. Uh, so, so why would I not want to add to that? <laughs> I because I think it's awkward to walk into a concert with <laughs> this giant awkward. rolled up fucking thing. It is; it's awkward yeah. as shit. You walk into a concert with this giant rolled up thing, and it's it's weird to have something like that with you at a concert. You can't just like let go of it. You have to keep an eye on it or stand with it the whole time. And further, I mean, on top of that, you you're carrying this thing around, and I'm sure that more than one person looks at it and is like, "What the fuck is that?" Which isn't a problem, except for that maybe they're looking at it going, "What is that?" But then is that signed by the yeah that's then, signed by the is that signed by the band? I might want that. Yeah, right. And get them. Then during the interview, though, I mean, after the interview, when you get them to sign it, like they're. Usually they're pretty impressed, and they like to see who else has signed it and that sort of thing. There, um, so listen, I you you have I will never convince you otherwise. It's your thing. Bring it with you if you want. <laughs> I, just, I personally, I don't like. I feel weird asking them like, "Hey, can you sign this?" Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's you know, but that's just me. But I'm not you, so it's fine. You have your you have your things. I do. You have your things. Yeah, it's uh, good. And. And so then the the next interview after that was one that you also weren't a part of, but it was big to me um, because it, and it wasn't even about you know me re- really that uh, that it was so important. But Steve, but it, Steve, this show is all about you. Are you kidding me? Is? Okay, fine. So uh, it is. <laughs> so I got a couple minutes uh, interviewing Andrew McMahon. Is like is probably my th- I mean I met him a ton of times and it is pro- probably my third time interviewing him, um, but. Um, Andrew McMahon of Something Corporate, Jack's Mannequin, and Andrew McMahon of the Wilderness. Um, and, um, and it was on my daughter's fourth birthday, um, and um, my wife wasn't really having the festival. She wanted to do something more for our daughter. But to me, that was the, the, the coolest thing I could do for my daughter was bring her into a p- part of my world, you know, and kind of get to see what, what I, what I like doing, you know, and share that with her. And she'd heard, uh, she'd heard some of his songs. And now even since then, she really likes Cecilia and the satellite. She likes seeing pictures of Cecilia, his daughter, uh, on, uh, Twitter, um, and kind of watching her grow a little bit. And uh, I think that is so cool. And, I love that. And I have, a, I have, you know, a couple of pictures, the cutest pictures of him just being freaking awesome to her, you know, and that 
more than any picture of me with her, me with, you know, other people. That's so cool to me is, I mean, getting to share, you know, something that's really important to me with, with her and having her interested in it, you know. Uh, right. Is Because uh, one day I do hope to hand down the Concert Pipeline banner to her. And, and... <laughs> Oh, God, are you kidding? Don't put that on her. Don't put that on her head. Leave her – let her have her own future. Don't, don't, you're going to sit her down at age nine and say, look, Vern, this it's is, important that you This is you your know, destiny. This is your destiny. This is why I had you. Uh-huh. Concert pipeline needs to go on to this end of this century and the next. Carry it on. There's still room on the banner. There's still room on the banner. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. Uh, well, that uh, that was cool. So, was are you serious? You're gonna give that to Fern one day? I don't know. I mean, I <laughs> as long as you don't make her have people sign it, I'd no, be right. She won't have to. She won't have to carry on the legacy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now you're like, no, or uh, no, she's no, she's not gonna have to do that. Yeah. No. No, no, not until she's at least fifteen. Um, Fifty, maybe sixteen, right? Until she's old enough to get perved on by Smash Mouth. Exactly. <laughs> yes. In their sixties. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, I'm sure at some point I'll say, "Hey, I'm trusting this to you, right?" So um, you are. You're going to inventory then. All right, cool. I don't know. It's it's a long ways away. No, I think I think it's righteous, man. I think it's. Mm-hmm. I think no. I mean, who else? Maybe Atticus. Maybe Atticus will be into it. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I can't train my cats to do interviews, unfortunately. They're they're worthless. Should work on that because apparently Grumpy Cat uh, was made like hundred million dollars this past year or something insane like that. Uh, that's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. It, it is. Yes. Uh, oh my god. Jackie and I watched. Jackie and I watched the preview on you're, you're iTunes. Com- you're contributing the... to it, by the way. So. No, no, no. <laughs> we would never. I I hate Grumpy Cat. I think that that meme is the stupidest fucking meme I've ever seen. I love I love cats. I fucking hate that meme so much. I think it's so stupid. And the shit that people, the shit that people write is so unimaginative and repetitive. Mm-hmm. It's oh god. It's so bad. It's so bad. But no, speaking of so bad. Okay, so this is like – I mean I'm not kidding. If you watch this, I think everybody listening should watch this. I think you should watch this. Uh, it is – it's a preview for the Grumpy Cat movie. Just the, the preview. You don't want to actually watch the film because if the preview is any indication, it is the most horrendous fucking hour and a half long movie. Uh, on a scale of one to Honey Boo Boo. Uh, we... Oh, uh, it's up there. I mean it's on a scale of one to Honey Boo Boo. It's <laughs> – <laughs> it's uh what's the uh what's the mom's name mama pig what the I fuck is that character's name mama pig. i don't know <laughs> i don't know i don't know mama mama boo boo it's Chicken that wing. bad it's fucking yeah. it's looking at that that toothless face and just fucking recoiling in disgust and fear i mean we we watched it and we were flabbergasted we could not fucking believe that it was a that it was real and b that anyone watched it it was Unbelievable! I haven't given it as much time as you have, even so. It was a thirty-second clip. I haven't given it thirty seconds. (laughs) It's uh, yeah, it damaged me. It damaged me. My psyche has never recovered. Um, But there you go. The Grumpy Cat. I mean, power to them. Listen, they made a a million, a hundred million dollars. You said something like that. I think good for them, man. Off of fucking dumbass office people. I mean, because honestly, who the fuck else thinks that kind of shit's entertaining? Listen, it was great for about five minutes, and then it, it it jumped the shark, and now it's the most obnoxious thing on the internet. Yeah. People made shirts. I mean, ugh. 
Oh yeah, yeah, no, it's a thing. So it's a thing, definitely. Grumpy cat calendar. You know what's sad though? Five years from now, shit's gonna be like fucking Furbies. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's gonna be like yeah. chocolate rain. What was popular on the internet five years ago? Chocolate Radical. rain. <laughs> Do you know any of the lyrics? I wonder who you sing that song really bad. Do I know any of the lyrics? Uh, yeah, you should sing some Chocolate Rain to us. <laughs> I don't remember, I don't think I remember the lyrics. All right, you're going to look up some lyrics for Chocolate Rain and do a little rendition. Okay. Um, that's that's the game we'll play. You're going to have to sing a song, and then I'm going to have to... I will sing a song at your command. How about that? <laughs> okay. Um, All right, chocolate so you're going to sing Chocolate Rain. Ready? End of yep. one, end of two. You got to look up the lyrics. I got it. Oh, that quick? All right, good. Yeah. Go, rock. Chocolate Rain. Some stay dry and others feel the pain. Chocolate rain. <laughs> a baby born will die before this in chocolate rain. Terrible. <laughs> exactly. No, I mean, you're great. You're doing a fucking fantastic job with the lyrics. Uh-huh. I don't really understand them. I don't really get that part. I don't, I don't know. What? I, th- I don't think it's what? about the lyrics. I think it's about that he wasn't breathing during the song or something, right? Like. He'd breathe to the side and weird thing. I don't know, right? He would he would lean away from the mic, and be like, "I'm that's I'm breathing, so it doesn't record." That's what I'm doing. I'm leaning away from the mic so that it doesn't record me breathing. Yeah, I don't know what that accomplishes, but it was. Well, so you don't hear the guy go <gasps> into the microphone. Oh, because uh, I, I also think he had a weird voice, and he looked yeah. weird. He was like a fucking. He was like a plastic. He looked like a Michael Jackson Urkel. He's like this weird plastic look on his face, like he was a creepy looking kid. Yeah. But he had the voice of like a an adult man. So I get to name a, I get to name a song that you get to sing is always. Shoot, yeah, fire away. Okay. Uh, you said Michael Jackson Man in the Mirror hit it. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I thought we were talking about goofy internet songs. Oh, I didn't know that was the, the theme. No, 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 no. Hold on, wait. Let me look up the lyrics to Man in the Mirror. I actually know most of them anyway. I uh, I love Michael Jackson. And, and grab your guitar if you would. That'd be great. No, I, uh, the guitar's in the other room. I don't know where it is. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, there we go. Wait. All right, it's loading. In the meantime, what's what uh, what's that website everybody can go? Check us out at... Well, they can check us out uh, at facebook.com forward slash Concert Pipeline Pod. Did you know the Concert Pipeline is on Stitcher Radio now? So you can uh, download the Stitcher app on your iPhone, on your Android, and you can check Concert Pipeline out there. Just search for Concert Pipeline and uh, follow us on Twitter at... Concert, Concert Pipeline Pod. No, on Twitter. No. You had a real hard I was paying attention. I'm reading the lyrics trying uh-huh. to figure out which part oh, okay. of this song is actually singable because I don't know what the fuck is I don't know what the cadence is for the actual lyrics, so I'm just gonna sing the I'm gonna sing the the chorus part because I think it's the only part of this song worth singing. The rest of it's like I mean there's the part where it's like sha na 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 that part's awesome. Uh-huh. That part's the shit. Do you need, do you I'm need starting it? with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. And no message could have been any clearer. 
if you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make that change. Yeah. <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. It wasn't good. <laughs> I'm also I'm also laying in bed. So what are you gonna do? That's how I pod, ladies and gentlemen. For, for boom. T- for 2015, Joe's gonna make an intro song. So him and his guitar. Am, am I? don't know are you 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 have some time to do that you can do that over no i have a great idea i know somebody who definitely make our our intro song i'll let me shoot him an email we're gonna see i'm not gonna put him on on blast but we're gonna see if he'll do it okay if he'll do it if he'll do it there's no point in me doing it trust me otherwise you're responsible for bringing 2015 in with a new intro song (laughs) you know i like our intro song yeah yeah good i never remember who it is but i like it die trying there you go. Turn up the radio. Yep. Turn off the radio? Turn up the radio. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I yeah. thought he was singing Turn Up the Radio. Yeah, he was. He was, yes. So, um, Local band from Vacaville, actually. Um, so, um, yes, carrying on. Uh, the next interview was with Eddie Money. <laughs> Did you have an accent there for a second? I may have. I very well may have. <laughs> I think you should do the rest of the podcast with an accent, Steve. Oh, maybe I will. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't change a thing. Don't, don't don't go back. Don't you? You said maybe you would. I said maybe I will. I didn't say for sure. <laughs> it's my Paul McCartney. You missed, you missed your calling. <laughs> Did someone, someone you should have gone to, book to Hollywood. <laughs> someone was trying your to calling book, was, book me. Where's that accent? Where'd it go? Oh, well, it's right here. <laughs> okay. That's all I got. Uh, yeah. Spending uh, spending night any money with any money was pretty awesome. Yes. You know, it was pretty cool. I got to hang out with his people and talk to them. Uh, this show's too big for one pod. It's I know well it's it's going we're we're good we're at we're at like an hour this is the end of the year hours. there's no going back Joe there's no going back there's no going back 2015 brings new adventures and uh, and more fun stuff to come so uh, so yeah any money I got to hang out with his people talk to him for uh, a bit and uh, and that was you know stand on the side of the stage it was it was great it was like I mean just a I felt like I was in 1970 you know. I don't know. I wasn't there. You don't know, but um, but you just feel like you were. Part but it of this sounds time. cool. Like everything was thirty years old. Did you right? did you feel like you were finally the almost famous kid? <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> That's the is that was that your inspiration for the original TV show? I, I don't see. I don't think the the original original. I don't think I had seen it at that point. No, I hadn't because actually, um, someone from the TV station said i was kind of like that kid and i hadn't seen it um and so i watched it and it became such a big you know kind of i mean i i felt like you know that movie spoke to me more than most you know movies could describe you know how i feel right um right myself and, and my and what i'm leaving behind um and so and I actually your, watched, legacy, your legacy if I, you will i haven't watched that movie in a couple of years but i watched part of it the other day um so good it is it's gr- such a great movie i love it it um it's so well you know well made and great casting and, and such a great story um camera crow, crow did a great job 
Um, I completely agree. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've related to that movie a lot. Um, and oh, sorry, I took us off track. Eddie Money, Eddie thirty Money. years ago. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so that was fun. Um, and I <laughs> probably could have hung out with them after the show if I wanted to, but I didn't want to get stuck backstage and all that. And, Dude, um, too much cool stuff going on much, back there. Too much crazy cool. They stuff. would have been like too, too much. Yeah, too much. Too much demand. Yeah. placed on you. Exactly. Um, you don't want them to visit that level of inconvenience on you. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Ten Thousand Maniacs was next, and uh, and they played at City Winery in Napa, and so that uh, we've done a couple couple of shows at City Winery now. I think three or four. Four is what I want to say um, that I've covered at City Winery, and it's. I mean, it's the venue's grown on me a little bit. Um, the seating is weird there, uh, but. I, you can't really beat a venue that's 10 minutes from your home and um, sure. and that I can, after the interview, I can go home and have dinner and then come back to the show and not have to sit around for um, hours before the band goes on uh, on stage. That's sure. pretty neat. So when I can interview artists that are here, um, that's, that, that's so cool. Um, and that's what I did. Same thing with Bottle yeah. Rock. Like we, we, were, we walked to Bottle Rock from my mother-in-law's house um, and – uh, that's that's amazing like uh just to be able to do that because growing up in napa and you grew up in napa uh, was there any of that anything like that absolutely not no the first the the original they got the idea of bottle rock from us <laughs> we were going to do the summer shindig <laughs> they were yeah the stage right concert they were we were uh we wanted to, we, it's so how funny is that that we were like dude we should throw a fucking concert of local bands at the fairgrounds and then 12 years later some guy was like we should throw a concert with real real bands not real just bands. local bands <laughs> some local bands with some big bands at the fairgrounds in napa and oh shit everyone's gonna love it and then the next thing you know like huge bands like the black keys were were in town and everything like Big, big names. I mean, this most recent year had some a lot of known names, but it was kind of a '90s fest. Like, I mean, Outcast was uh, was in our you know our town. Like, that's that's kind of crazy. It's um, a fucking trip, man. It's yeah. a fucking trip. I'm sure they've gone there and wine tasted and shit before. But... Oh yeah, yeah. But you never you you would never see any concerts here ever. It was it just wasn't a thing that happened. Um, here in, in Napa, it wasn't a place for concerts, and now it's it's got it's a scene. We have multiple venues for um, for for concerts. We have City Winery, we have the Uptown Theater, we have and we have Bottle Rock. Those are kind of the, the biggest ones that you'll see there. But there are, there are others even past that. If you include like well, Robert Mondavi Winery and stuff that right. happens out there, and um, and yeah, film festivals and all that. So it's I mean it's it's crazy that you know that all this is brought here now and. It is. It's awesome. I love it. I remember the Transamerica golf tour was the first year that Napa went crazy when I was a kid. It was the first time that like they were just there were so many people packed into the valley. Yeah. Um, and there was I remember there were there was traffic everywhere, people parked all over the place, and I remember it was nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was a trip. That was the first. I think that was the first time Napa blew up. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I've only been around for a couple of years, so who knows? Right. Um, 
So the next new episode we had was uh, your, uh, another one you weren't a part of, so we'll just kind of go through it quick. But Miles Hendrick, um, I did a phone interview with him, and we chatted for a we while. We need to talk about every single one, man. We, we're getting through there. We're, we're almost there near the end, right? So, um, <laughs> If get, anyone's still listening. <laughs> they are. Um, <laughs> they are. I'm uh, sure of it. Well, I talked to Miles Hendrick about playing for the Prince and Princess and about playing a Breaking Bad uh, party after – um, the Emmys, um, where, where the cast was dancing and everything. And that, that was pretty cool. Um, and, um, I did a show with, uh, Justin Mermud, Colleen, uh, Colleen's husband, um, slightly where we covered slightly stupid, no effects and Stephen Marley, um, at the Greek, we're supposed to interview slightly stupid, but, um, that fell through, I think. Um, and so, right. Uh, but they still gave us passes, so we went and had a good time and um, saw some reggae music. And it was it was cool. St- I mean, I, I'm not a fan of Slightly Stupid. I've seen and interviewed No Effects before, um, and um, and I interviewed Stephen Marley's brother Ziggy Marley. And uh, it was cool to see Stephen Marley uh, cover like Buffalo Soldier and you know some, some, a couple of his dad's songs, because of course that's what the crowd wanted him to do, right? Um, so, so that was nice. Right, right. Carbon leaf. Right, 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 right. Carbon leaf was next. Your, uh, you, you love carbon leaf. Silence. Loved them. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yep. 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 Okay. We already talked about Junior Prom and Andrew McMahon in the wilderness. So, mm-hmm. Wild Cub and Bleachers. That was another one that. Um, I really liked, um, and and I wish you were a part of some of these, <laughs> some of these, and got to kind of be there um, because they were. I mean, it was such a great interview and um, environment. The the lead singer of Wild Cub um, was uh, uh, was so cool, and I actually heard him on the radio on KFOG the other day, um, which is cool because I, I think they were doing KFOG's concert for kids or something, um, but. Um, they, the lead singer, uh, like before their sound check, uh, saw me, came over, introduced himself, and said, "Hey, go backstage, get a beer, sort of thing." And we'll we'll do the interview here in just a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, um, and so that was cool. And I had a great conversation with with him. Um, did a phone interview on that one with Jack Antonoff of Bleachers and um, and uh, um, and Fun. He was from from Fun, and uh, and I wasn't impressed with the interview really, but it was. One of those where you, I'm sure you did a number of them in um, a number of phoners in the same day, and kind of was tired of telling the same sort of stories. Um, I just watched a half an hour interview he did with Larry King the other night, um, and uh, where he got obviously a lot deeper um, into mm. his personal stuff. I tried pulling out some of the personal stuff in the interview and talking about like his sister dying, and which was kind of an inspiration for um, for his. Uh, um, a song I want to get better, and a, and a lot of the album really. She died when um, she was thirteen, and he was sixteen. It's getting dark again, bro. All right, liven it back up, Joe. Bring it back. I, I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know how to bring it back. You're talking about an interview. I would. I didn't participate in, and it's and it's a, it was a heavy interview, but it was good. Look, it was it was good content. We don't need to relive 
every single piece of content. Okay. Yeah, the next one's here I mean, at the end of the year. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're kind of we're kind of at the end. I don't mean to be a dick. Yeah, and I don't mean to be a dick. I'm just saying, let's rein it in here, buddy. Rein it in. We need to get you back in an interview. Uh, it's been a little while since you've done an interview. I think that's the. Yeah, it has. Well, other than job interviews, yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. So. Uh, so winding out the podcast, um, we, you wanted to talk about a story that I was um, about to bring up before we started recording. Um, we both listened to a podcast called Tell Em Steve Dave. Why don't you tell a little bit about Tell Em Steve Dave since I've been talking for a while? It's great. It's uh, it's my favorite podcast of all time. Um, these friends of Kevin Smith's who he grew up with, um, are they, they hang out. They still live in Red Bank, New Jersey, and they hang out together in their hilarious guys um they're they're they have pretty dark they have a pretty dark sense of humor um but they're all really they're almost like comedic geniuses because the shit that they spew it's 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 too clever to just kind of be like shit talk like you're bullshitting with your friends mm-hmm. um and then there there's just like these factors that I absolutely love about the group that are just like these quirky things like Brian Johnson um AKA Randall. has this what's that aka Randall go ahead well yeah I mean he was he was the reason that Kevin Smith wrote the character Randall for clerks like Brian had all these funny lines and um growing up with him he's just this he was this you know really sarcastic dude um but he's really like in real life is that sarcastic but he's he's really funny like his um his sense of humor is like pretty dark um but he's got he's got a really big heart like there's just these little quirks that like if you listen to the show you'll pick up on that you really like enjoy like what i really enjoy about these guys and and their little character quirks um are the way that they interact with each other based on those quirks like brian is kind of this like he, he has this like doesn't give a fuck attitude like he's kind he's kind of jaded like he has he's suffered from depression and and pain pill addiction over the course of this show um he's he's overweight you know he's just like he's got like these problems that you would think would kind of make him like i don't know soft but like he's not he's like he's kind of this like unapologetic asshole but he's not an asshole like he's a good guy i don't know how i don't know it's hard to describe like yeah yeah he sounds like a dick when he's talking but he's he's like not malicious at all like he's like actually like a really like caring person and um and i just uh, like and then there's there's walter flanagan of course who's I mean, arguably the star of the show. Walt is the, the, this very fucking bizarre dude um, who's not – he's not bizarre because he's – like it's there's nothing – like there's nothing wrong with him. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. you were to talk to him, you wouldn't be like, oh, this guy's fucked up. Like there's nothing about that that's he's, – he's nothing like, about him that's like weird. He's like a he's very private got, person um, who's – Well, like in per- – yeah, like outside of his friends, yeah. yes. Like he doesn't open up to strangers. Like you would never get the kind of – conversations that he has with these guys on the podcast you would never have that kind of a conversation with him ever as long as you live because he's not he's not going to know you like that and he's not going to be comfortable around you and he's not going to act that way he's not going to be who he is when he's with his friends um but when he's with his friends he's this really like he's this really like bizarre like his the things that he says and his opinions on things are so fucking weird they're so interesting like he thinks like he legitimately at one point in the program. And I, I mean, this is a mix of like satire of him, like kind of hamming it up and being this like over the top weirdo character. 
and like actually like him, but he like he's like I think I'm the last sane person on the planet, and he legitimately believed mean? it. I'm sh- I'm confident that he thinks that he's the last sane person on the planet. And like there's he, cer- there's areas where he's like sheltered too. Like in this in this most recent podcast, he called Bono Bono. Like he, he right, like he he he, he mispronounces words all the time. Like he couldn't say he couldn't say the word succubus. Like he says succubus, <laughs> and like he'll like there's things like he'll actually ask Brian to pronounce the words for him. He'll be like, you know, he's he's clearly an intelligent guy. Yeah. He just didn't, like didn't have doesn't have like the oral communication skills in order in order to like enunciate these words or to pronounce them properly. So he'll like struggle with saying a word or like won't remember what the word is and it like his like Brian doesn't even miss a beat most times. He'll be like, "What's that word, Brian?" He'll be like, "Fucking valor." You know what I mean? Like yeah. he'll just throw it out there and he'll know exactly what Walt's trying to say. And there's like – he doesn't bust his balls about it. I mean they ball bust all the yeah. time. That's yeah. like what they do. That's what they do is they and, give each other shit. But it's always like good-natured shit. You know what I mean? Like they're never – there's never any malicious intent. They're never mean to each other. Yeah. Um, and then there's – there's uh, Brian Quinn. The third party, the third party member, yeah. Um, what did you say his name was? Brian Quinn from Impractical right, Bri- Jokers. Exactly. Brian Quinn from Practical Jokers, who was like he started out as the audio guy. If you go all the way back to the yeah. beginning, like he wasn't supposed to have a talking part. It was supposed to just be him doing audio recording and they interacted with him. And then he started interacting with them on air. And now he's arguably the biggest celebrity in the group. You yeah. know, he went on. He was in this improv group, the Tenderloins. And, uh, he, you know, he's a, a firefighter full time. That was like his career. He worked for them back in the day. Uh, at Secret Stash, he actually got fired. Brian fired him at one point. He worked with him in the Secret Stash in L.A. Um, and they were like they were buddies. And then, <laughs> and then he left to like get a career and move on with his life. And he's this he's this loudmouth New Yorker from from I want to say he's from Long Island, but yeah. I'm trying yeah, to remember. Yeah, it, they are. Oh, what part? Oh, I don't know. Um, but the, but but all the impractical workers he, are. Say it again. I think all four of the Impractical Jokers are from Long Island. They are because they were all members of the Tenderloins, yeah. which was their improv group, which is from that area. Yeah. Um, so, but they, but like Brian Quinn is like he's just like this normal guy, but he has that like that I don't give a fuck New York attitude. Yeah. Like he has this this edge to him where he just like says he says shit that's like horribly offensive, but he doesn't mean anything by it. Like he's just fucking around. Um, and it's great. It's great stuff. Like the, the dynamic between the three of them. So you have, you have Walter who's crazy, but like, but like there's a method to his madness. He's just different. Like he's like a different level of crazy. He's not like deranged or dangerous, but like he's weird. He's weird in so much that he has these, these quirks about him that are just so bizarre. And then there's, there's Brian who's like legitimately like has things to be angry about, but isn't like not really i don't know how to i don't know and then you got quinn who's like this jaded like kind of a dick and then you have this cast of supporting characters you got ming uh ming chen who does this other podcast on the smartcast network with mike zapsic who's the other guy from comic book men and but it, this um, the story wasn't even really about that podcast really i mean <laughs> but but they were they told uh, they read this news story and that's kind of so that's kind of where i heard it and um, and, and you had gotten me into that podcast. It took me a while because, uh, to, to kind of come around to that one, but I, but I do like it a lot. Right. 
Well, like that's the thing is like my wife won't listen to it. She doesn't get it. Like yeah. they just, unless it, unless you go them. all the way back, or unless you start early in the series, or unless you listen to a bunch of them, just, that's like, what you I have to do. listen to five yeah. or six of them to get it. I didn't go like, back to I, the beginning. I mean, I did a little so bit, like, but then I jumped, you know. Back. Well, so like <clears throat> the reason that I've been listening since the first one, and the reason that I'm like why I love it so much is because I used to listen to Smodcast with Kevin Smith. Uh, back when he was doing it all the time with Scott Mosier, and it was mm-hmm. it was great. It was really good content, and Kevin was just would go off on these zany, wacky tangents, and, and uh, just riffing. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. What's that? Go ahead. Yeah, you were breaking up a little bit. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, <clears throat> but Kevin was uh, Kevin had them on, and they did this this small podcast called. Um, a peephole history highlands um and they talked about the town they grew up in and so it was like walt and brian and um uh kevin and kevin had his mom on there at one point and they they told stories about them kicking around highlands growing up and just like i mean just like embarrassing teenage stuff like goofy stories and like weird shit that happened and like some fucked up stuff in there and and it, but like none of it, none of it heavy, like all of it funny. And then they started doing their kind of side podcast. And so I heard that first, those first few with Kevin, and I was like, oh, this is this is hilarious. Like Brian and Walt Flanagan are fucking hilarious. And then they went off and started doing their own pod. And so I, I immediately jumped on that train. And it wasn't they didn't really figure it out for like the first ten pods. Like it wasn't, you yeah. know, it wasn't like it didn't I even have a was, name at first, right? Like. Yeah, they called it joint counter joint. Yeah, yeah. Like they were, they weren't sure what to call it, and then um, they kind of figured it out. And now they, now they have like a real rhythm to the show. Like it's really great. Like the the content is great, and um, the way that they interact is is hilarious. You know, you're going to get yucks every single time I listen. I know I'm going to laugh at something. Like it's every podcast, this one included, especially this episode. Jesus has <laughs> has. It has like 30 minute segments sometimes it'll drag on where you're just like they're talking they're not being funny they're just kind of yakking yeah. um and that's kind of just part of podcasts like very few podcasts are naturally riveting if they're if they're this style where it's just kind of like bullshitting you yeah. know if it's like a like serial i don't know if you've listened to serial but jack and i recently listened to that whole series it's really fucking good. I haven't good. checked I it know. out, but, but Colleen actually mentioned she was listening to it today, so maybe I have to, huh? Yeah, man. There's a fucking yeah. hype train on that shit, man. Everybody's listening to that. It's like introducing people to podcasts. It's oh. crazy. Because like I've been talking about podcasts for years. I mean, I've been listening probably for about, I would say, five years wow. now. I haven't listened. Like, yeah. Yeah, like Kevin Smith podcasts. I mean, I was on the old board. The old uh, VOSQ yeah. board back in the day, and I remember when the pods he st- first started doing Smodcast, and uh, it was um, you know it was the f- it was the first and only pod I listened to for a long time, mm-hmm. and then I started listening to other you know variations on that, and I mean I've since branched out quite a bit in the last few years, but for a while there all I listened to was Smodcast and Tell Him Steve, Dave, uh, and Joe Rogan, yeah. and. Um, Gosh, I want to movie. say there was one one more in there that I listened to back in the day, but I can't remember. Yeah, and and so the story that I just wanted to mention that um, that I found interesting that it was even really a story was that um, a mother, uh, I guess, gave her son a quarter to put into a machine that 
spits out like little rings or something, right? Um, mm. And so um, the sun got a ring with a, a swastika on it. And, nice. Uh, yeah, I know. Lucky. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's so awesome. And so, and so she, of course, she bitched at the clerks and uh, and at uh, and then you know the, the manager and everything. And I think in the news, the local news station, like yeah, went into the of office course. and got the information for who, who distributes him. You know, Shockingly, this right? has probably yeah. gained national attention at this point. Uh, yeah, it's ridiculous because it's like. This is so ridiculous. And uh, she's like, luckily, he doesn't know what this is. Then why does it even matter? Just take it and throw it away. You know, like uh, when I. Uh, no, man, everyone has to feel her rage. Yeah, I know. The it's, moral, the moral majority has to. Everyone has to know how bad they feel about the things they feel. It's, it's the oh, world God, that it's so, we're so in stupid. right now is just ridiculous. When I was a Cub Scout. Um, I like we we made patches. You're, wait, 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 wait. You were you were a Cub Scout you, last year. Um, when when I was a Cub Scout, I knew it. I knew it. That's there it is. That explains everything. I didn't know you were a Cub Scout. That <laughs> explains everything. Oh God! <laughs> that next, everything. next podcast, uh, breaking into Steve being a Cub Scout. Uh, when or, we, or God, uh, do we want to go there? <laughs> oh God! Uh, all right, um, and so. Uh, when I was a Cub Scout, we made patches, like leather patches or something, right? And we had these tools that printed into leather, um, these little metal, metal tools. And uh, and I had one, and I, I mean, I, I grabbed a bunch, you know, and I was just printing a bunch of silly designs in it. And one of them happened to be a swastika for some reason. I don't know why it was there, but then the, the Cub Master or whatever, he took it and he, like, turned it sideways and did it again, right? So it's like a sun, like a sunburst instead of a swastika, sort of thing and i didn't know what it was at the time but looking back on it i do now and it's like okay should that have been a new story I no i mean it's that's we're easily distracted you know again like i was talking about this podcast being an outlet it's an outlet for someone somewhere much like tell him steve dave is an outlet for me and you yeah. uh we like to be distracted you know what i mean it's it feels good to not have to think about like oh you know fuck i gotta pay that bill and i gotta pick this uh, you know, the kids up from school and I got to go get food before we can make dinner and I got to, uh, watch my show because I don't, I want to be caught up and, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I gotta, you know, it, everything, everything is just a constant grind. It's, it's, it takes a lot to keep up and you want to kind of mentally decompress. And so, you know, I would hope that somebody somewhere gets that mental decompression from our show. I mean, I, I'd hope that, you know, listening to us kind of kind of makes their day a little bit better by not having to worry about whatever whatever it is that's in front of them. You know what I mean? And just kind of to have like a, a welcome distraction as opposed to, you know, having to worry about whatever the shit is that that's weighing heavily on their minds. Yeah. So so I just wanted to bring that up, and I, and I think we should. I mean, we should probably round out the podcast at this point, probably. But I mean, there's there's episodes we didn't get to, but yeah, I'm. Yeah, uh, but... I mean, I'm. If any, I don't think anyone is still listening. I hope someone is because I think that'd be hilarious. In fact, you know what? If you're if you're still listening, tweet us. Give us a sh give us a shout out. I want somebody. No, 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 no. Twitter. Facebook. Nobody tweets. Yeah, no, no, no. Do it on do it on Facebook. Somebody somebody, Facebook us. Um, just say I, I listened. That's it. That's all I want to hear. Facebook.com um, forward slash. I think it'll be pod. hilarious if no one actually posts anything. Yeah, um, it's gonna happen. You wait. I mean, I mean, you can't post anything. That doesn't count. But or, or Twitter. Sure. Yeah. Um, and and Joe will personally thank you on the next podcast. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say I was going to thank him on Twitter. I was like, that'll be the day. Right. Uh-huh. And, and uh, so I think it's time for plugs now, right? Um, Plug away, my before, friend. Before we round out. So a couple of things. We have very little on the books right now. It's kind of a dry season for uh, for good concerts. and Figuratively speaking. Exactly. Um, while we're in a monsoon. But <laughs> um, but – uh, but yeah, so a couple things that we have that we're, we're working on, uh, I guess the first coming up is probably going to be SF sketch fest. And so you should check that out at sfsketchfest.com. Um, we, like we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, uh, three hours ago, uh, that, um, yeah, Jesus Christ, we covered it for 2014 and, um, and with Tenacious D and a couple of the artists that we're looking into, possibly talking to, um, maybe, possibly, are hopefully, <laughs> right, are Chris Hardwick um, and Kristen Shaw and, and Stephanie Weir and um, Jeff, um, Jeff, G- G- uh, what's his name? Gold, not, not Jeff Goldblum. Um, Jeff Garland, um, who are going to be at the um, event. And there's a lot of cool events there. Penn and Teller are going to be there. Garfunkel and Oates. Um, oh, yeah, I, um, I requested them as well. Um, we'll. We'll see if we get any of it, but um, but hopefully we'll get to at least cover part of it. And, Fingers crossed. And that we're going to bring you some concert stuff that's yeah. unplanned. See to yeah. the pants. Yeah. That's what we want. Well, lots that's of what we want here at there. Concert Pipeline. We want to take you on a magical journey through time, space, and thought called Concert Pipeline. That's what it's going to be. We're going to take you on the pipeline. You're going to catch a wave of sweet, sweet melodic music. You will. Um, (laughs) You you will. uh, Steve sounded with conviction. Spoken with conviction, my friend. Yeah. And uh, and we'll also have an interview in April with Lori Berkner. Um, that's the farthest thing out we Ooh, have. That is booked. a ways out. Yeah, that is a ways out. But I, I like to drop the names of what we have each podcast so we have it. As you should. But uh, um, Plug away. So so that's what we'll have. Um, we should go out with a song, uh, kind of keep it up on a live beat. Uh, what do you think about Tenacious D, Fucker Gently? Uh, I think that's the only song to go out on, my friend. I agree. Fellas, listen closely. That's Stephen Jones. And that's Joe Wilson. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year. For credits. I don't know what that means to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show? Yeah. Yeah. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. We're singing it to the dudes. One of the for the night.
I'm gonna put 